This is Will Swan and you're listening to the Amber and Blue. Well, good evening everyone. Um, I know it's Friday night so I'm not expecting many people in here, which is absolutely fine. Um, obviously due to work commitments the next two Wednesday, this Wednesday just gone and the following one are a bit of a struggle um, so yeah we decided to do it a bit different this week so basically those of you that are listening now um, and listening through the podcast and all the rest of the ways you can listen to this um, I'm not going to talk about the three cup defeats and that's not because we've lost but let's be honest on the night, Port Vale were the much better team. Um, we looked tired. We looked leggy. Uh, the Wrexham game, again, we looked tired. I just think... And then the EFL Cup, losing to Everton under-21s with a dubious penalty. Just genuinely, it's just, it's just not worth it now, is it? Um, you know, I think the fan base has gone into a little bit of a meltdown. Um over what what's been happening um we've lost three cup games it's not the end of the world um if come the end of the season we end up promoted um you know people are gonna turn around and go oh well i didn't, I didn't mind losing to rectum in cup or i didn't mind losing to port vale in cup because we've been promoted the problem is some of the fan base have got used to winning and i get it it's it's great it's amazing but it's it's a cup game like, do we really need to be on Facebook slating our own players? You, you know, some of the comments that have been on Facebook just lately about certain players, individuals, I think we've brought it up before. Um, you know, it's just, the, it's just the thing is, you know, players are going to have bad games, players aren't going to play well. Doesn't mean we need to go on Facebook and absolutely berate them. People calling for Abdullah to start, saw comments by him. Is Nigel really going to play him when you're playing a young lad like Gale who gets slated every week by our fan base? Is you know he's he's not going to do it, is he? So with that said, we're just here probably for about thirty minutes, probably maybe less, maybe more, just to preview the big game at Salford tomorrow. Um, we've never actually won at Salford. Um, I'm hoping tomorrow will be the first ever time that we win at Salford. There's a couple of niggles, a couple of injuries. I believe that Reed and Keeler Dunn haven't trained much this week. Only started training Thursday, I believe. Um, so we'll wait and see on them. But at this point, I'd like to bring in my co-host. Hello, Rich. Evening. Evening. I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet, mate. It's a Friday night and, you know, there's other things we could be doing. I've taken on my very busy schedule. Have you? Have you? Are you already for Salford tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Can't wait. You got your amaretto and coke. It will be ready by tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. The Jaeger bombs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Um. So yeah, mate. What? What? We'll have a quick recap. What's your thoughts on the three cup games and the Facebook meltdown and posts? Um. I was probably more disappointed to go out of the league cup against Port Vale than I was the Wrexham game. Um, I think it, it was all well and good being in all these cup competitions, being unbeaten and 
you know, like I say, still fighting on all four fronts and what have you. But I think you could tell, and you can tell, it was starting to take its toll a little bit. Players are starting to look tired. So, obviously, ideally, we wouldn't have got knocked out of the League Cup and the FA Cup in the same week. But at the same time, I don't think, you know, the main aim for us is, you know, getting out of this league. So, you know, we've had a good cup run in League Cup, hopefully. Club's made a few quid off it or whatever. Um and like I say, we can put all his uh, focus on the league, which is obviously the main priority this season. Yeah, definitely. I, I, for me, I think that's the thing. I think once once we're out of the way, I mean, it's nice to have a little cup run, but you know, ho- hopefully this goes and completely uh, me- messes up um, Wrexham season. Too many games, not a big enough squad, and hopefully it goes against them. But realistically, if it affects them in league, it's it's a bonus for us, but. Yeah, so how are you feeling about tomorrow then? Well, you've already built it up that we've never won there, so I'm not exactly full of confidence. But uh, I think I think we've all noticed the last few games, obviously we've missed Lucas Aikens while he's not uh, been like that focal point up front. And I think Ollie Clark not being there will be a big miss for us uh, tomorrow as well. I think probably at the start of the season, there are two, two players that, maybe you wouldn't have thought would be such important players in the team. But I think the last few weeks when they haven't played or when, like I say, when Lucas hasn't played, we've noticed a, a difference in the performance levels and what have you. So I do think they'll, I do think we'll miss them too, unless Ollie Clark's 50-50 and he gets chucked in anyway. But uh, yeah, I think, I think we'll miss them too. But, you know, there's still more than enough in that squad to go there and get a result, I think. Yeah, I I think so too, mate. I mean, like like we said, it's not been a happy hunting ground for us. But I think looking looking at the fixtures tomorrow as well, um, it kind of looks like everyone's playing everyone again. I know County have got County have got Crew, which you know that's that's going to be a difficult game. Um, and yeah, I think Stockport got I think Stockport got Swindon, who have fell off a cliff. Uh, so yeah, you know, if if results go our way, and we do finally put um, Salford to bed, then we could end up second. So you know, it's, it's not bad, is it? And then obviously, people on Facebook are have to find someone else to complain about. I don't know, whatever, whatever that will be. They'll find someone. So yeah, so at this point, obviously, we've previewed tomorrow. I'm trying to get through it nice and quick. Um, we have. Uh, one up front who's requested to speak, who is a Salford City podcast. Uh, so I think I've just brought him in. So, hello, buddy. How are you? Well, I've just added him as a speaker, so hopefully he can hear us. Well, uh, one up front podcast. Can you hear us? Well, this has gone well, hasn't it? Absolute car <laughs> crash. Absolute car <laughs> crash. So, yeah. So, no, he, re- he requested earlier to say he wanted to talk. So, uh, I've, um, yeah, I've, I've approved it. So, hopefully, he comes in at one point. But, yeah. So, what, what do you see the lineup as tomorrow then? Just for those still running fan up teams. Um, I'm not sure. I, well, obviously. I don't know because Oates and 
I think Oates and Aaron Lewis were named when when before the Everton game and they put like the provisional squad out so everyone could see who was going to be playing. Um, Oates and Lewis were named on that, but then didn't actually make the squad. So I'm hoping that they were just being rested and they haven't picked anything up. I know there was a couple that haven't trained much this week, but it just seems we're getting... You know, I, I know sometimes Nigel does bluff it a little bit, but it's just we just seem to be getting to that point where we're just seeing who's available again um, and hoping that we're not carrying too many injuries. I mean, Mac has come back from injury. He went off... They say it was just precautionary, but I suppose we'll tell if he's in squad or not on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing in it. If he's not in the squad on Saturday, then it, you know it's it's it was more serious. Yeah, and it's it's more worrying for Maka because like this would be his fourth injury now, and at some point you've got to basically look at it and go, can I can I still do this? Um, I guess Maka's probably going to have that conversation at some point. But yeah, I don't. I so. Hopefully it was precautionary and they were just... Obviously, he has been out for a while, so hopefully yeah. they were just in no risk and it was just a precautionary measure and he's, he's in the squad tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. I, obviously, I, I do think Aikens is a massive hole to fill. Um, I, I don't know. I think we have to we have to change his play style as well because we were just pumping balls forward, weren't we? And where you'd have yeah, Aikens to bring it down and control it, he's not there. Like we said last week, we haven't we haven't got a, a like for like replacement in you know what what Lucas Aikens brings to the team. We haven't got a like for like replacement that's going to do that up up front. So you know it, it might be a case of having to change the way we play slightly or the way the way we do things. When you know I would you know depending on Reese Oates, he might get the nod up front. Hopefully, maybe if we can get Oates and either Swan or Gale up front with uh, Keeler Dunn. Behind the two, if we go back to that sort of formation, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's probably what we're going to have to do. Um, so one up front requested to speak again, so I've brought him back in. So uh, we try again. Hey, up, buddy, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? Yes, mate. Yeah, really. Here we go. Okay, yeah, that's it. So then, mate, t- tell us about yourself, who you are, and how long you've supported Salford for. Um, I've been I've been a season ticket holder for the last three seasons. Uh, I kept an eye out for him before that, but um, I've been running the podcast. It was my fiftieth episode last week, so the podcast oh. is you know going quite well. And um, I tend not to do previews, so I'm really interested to to kind of join this one to just see um, what you're thinking about us. But one thing I'd love to ask is, I noticed last year uh, when we played you at your place, I think we won five one. Um, which was probably our best performance of the season last year. And I think you were playing a back three with wing-backs quite high. And are you a back four this season? Is, is that is that mainly what you're sticking with? Yeah, we see, we seem to have adopted the back four. Now we've got Aidan Flynn, who is your out-and-out solid defender. Um, I think he's decided to shore it up. I think last year it was a case of, you know, square square pegs round holes, so to speak. A lot of injuries and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but you you did come and you and for me personally, you and Swindon were the two best teams I saw at Field Mill last season. You, you caught us in you caught us in a, a good spell because I think around that time we we were hitting. Pre- I mean, that was our highest uh, goal tally. I think we don't think we scored five or more against anyone else, but. The thing that surprised me the most was that 
in the second half, the manager didn't change anything. You know, Clough didn't put the, the, the wing backs any deeper because where we were hitting you, which it'll be different tomorrow, I guarantee you, because we don't have Louis Barry anymore. Who you, and I know he's injured, um, but he's at Stockport. But we had two really, really quick uh, wide men who all we did was just pop the ball over your wing backs into space, wide of your back three. And, and, and it's going to be, I think, with a back four, we can't do that again. So we're going to have to beat you in a different way, I believe. Yeah. So, so how do you think, like going into it as a Salford fan, where do you think we should be worried about where and and roughly what? Who do you think is your biggest danger, Max? Uh, I know you've had a couple of injuries as well, haven't you? We have, yeah. Um, Callum is probably our more significant one. Who's kind of our, he's kind of our link-up support striker behind Matt Smith. And um, despite the fact that Matt Smith possibly is leading um, our league in goals, I. I, I I don't like target men personally, so I'm not going to say like be really worried about him. Uh, but he, he is he is in pretty good form. I, I I'll say this: I've, I've been saying it in my own pod a lot that down our right side we've loaned um, a full backstroke wing back from West Bromwich Albion called Ethan Ingram, and he is the best player I've seen at our club when when he's he's only 20 but when he's playing well um he scored a goal recently he's got a few assists he's the real danger man I think above anybody else you know people say Elliot what this that and the other he's only just back from injury so I would say Ethan Ingram um down our right side is probably the one to watch I mean that you know that's that's quite interesting because that's not not a name I'd come across to be fair um but yeah, is Matty Lund still getting in your uh, starting eleven, or is he on the bench, or what's he up to nowadays? He's around. Um, I do personally think we play better when we use him because he's, he's. I mean, he's getting a bit old in the tooth, as his colour of his hair, you know, suggests. He's, he's, he's as grey as anybody. But he, when we play, we actually link up a lot better than when he's not in the team. So if he does start tomorrow, um, we'll, we'll probably at least play quite pretty stuff. But I'll give you, I'll give you one definite, um, I, I believe this will be true, that we will play a lot better in the first half than the second half. We have, for the last month and a half, we've we've been excellent against whoever we're playing. Peterborough last, last week in a division above. Look brilliant in the first half. Second half, we're always on the back foot. So I think if we don't polish you off in the first half, then the second half, we t- like Wrexham came back and beat us in the last few minutes. So we struggle in the second 45. So that, that's the real danger for us. Interesting. Um, is it because you're not fit enough, or is it because teams ramp up? What What do you think it is? I there's two things I think it is. Um, one is that we tend to be in the lead at the halfway point, so we go into the changing rooms um, trying to protect a lead, um, which is a bit of a dicey position to be in. Um, and the the underlying thing that I think we struggle with is. Because we had a sequence where I think we lost five or six consecutive games in the league um, and looked terrible um, leading up to probably the start of um, middle of last month, I think the players' confidence is so fragile. As soon as the opposition get a goal back or even a significant chance against in the second half, we start to question ourselves, uh, sit back deep and stop playing our natural attacking game. So uh, that I, I would love us to break that cycle tomorrow. Um, but from what I've seen, and I was so surprised that there's there's uproar at your end, but you've had quite a few bad results yourselves recently. Yeah, we've to, to be fair, we we've lost three games in a row. But the thing is, 
it's like like Richard coming here. The thing is, people will complain and people will moan, but at the end of the season, if you haven't got those cup games and you get promoted on the back of not playing, you know, not going further in the FA Cup and stuff like that, you take an early knockout. Um, but I think the thing is, because we don't really change a winning side, um, we, we've just been a bit tired. Um, and then a couple of players have picked up knocks. So, like, obviously tomorrow we, we're missing Ollie Clark, who is a very gritty midfielder, puts in a big challenge, you know, geez the fans up with it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how we get on without him. And then, obviously, we've got Luke Sakins, who's injured, who has been, yeah, he's been fantastic this season. He's, he's holding of the ball, his, his movement off the ball, got two good goals at Arrogate. So I think... I would say he will probably be my player to watch for you tomorrow, but he's he's not playing. So yeah. I think, Rich, who do you think is going to be your Stags? If you could give him one Stags player to watch, who would you pick? Um, well, I think obviously everyone's go-to is, is Davis Killer. I know he's been a bit, well, for me personally, I would say he's been a bit quieter in the last few games in terms of his end product and what have you. But he's the sort of player who, you know, if he's on his days, he's going he'll win your games on his own. Um, so hopefully he turns up tomorrow and has one of his games because um, he, he's sort of the go-to man for especially in like the final third Yeah, I mean I'm quite looking to the uh, looking forward to the uh, Matt Smith-Aiden Flint battle so I think, <laughs> I think that should be fair that, that, that always seems to play, play into our hands if we come up against a team who do play with the target man because that's just sort of meet and drink for Freyd and Flint. Yeah. Um, so in a way, it's probably worked out better that they have got, they are, will be playing them up front and not Louis Barry because that's someone who, you know, small with a bit of pace is, is, would probably have a better time against Aidan Flint than what a target man will. I'll tell you one thing though, for, from, again, it's only an opinion, but although <laughs> he's technically a target man, I mean, you don't get many six foot, whatever he is, six foot four strikers who aren't target men, as in Matt Smith, but we, we, we have actually adapted his role. He's dropping a lot deeper at the moment because we don't have a link-up striker. So he's he is playing um, a little bit more like a bit of a Mark Hughes, a bit of back-to-goal, deeper, um, so he's not always going to be up against the centre half. So it, it, it's we have we have a we have a manager really head coach should say he's not he's he's not called the manager because the uh, the club won't allow him to be. But um, in Neil Wood that wants to play possession football. So I always think that having a, a target man is 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 a real weird thing for us to have, but we do, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of works. He's got a lot of goals. I don't think he's playing amazingly well, but there's something I'd love to ask. I've only seen you guys play once this year and it was on TV against Notts County. And, I th- well, you, you were brilliant, really good. Um, and Notts County were, um, at, at our place at least, the best team I've seen this season. So was was the performance you're putting against them, is that is that a, is that a level that you can reach regularly or was that a bit of a, a, a day out in the sun? I think... Um... I think we can do that regular. What do you think, Rich? I think we can do it regular, but I mean, I could be wrong off the top of my head. I think that was the last time we actually played that well. Um, I know we've picked up results since then, but I think that was sort of up there in terms of level of performance. I don't think we've reached the Notts County level since Notts County. Obviously, we've had a, a run of cup games where there's been a load of changes and teams have changed and what have you and it's 
it's not been like the fluid team that we have, but you know we can. On us day, we can we can reach that level, but I don't know if we've been doing it consistently enough the last few weeks. See, I I will openly say I think because we've not recruited a striker, um, I think we put you know I think a lot of people put money on Swanee to be scoring left, right, and centre. Because we've kind of put all our eggs in one basket with him, we never really replaced Danny Johnson. Although, you know, love him or hate him, he's a striker. And when you lose one, you need to bring one in. I think if we had a top quality striker, like like maybe a Matt Smith or, you know, someone of that ilk, we will probably be top at league now easy because the amount of games we've drawn because we cannot finish. And it'd be interesting to see how we get on against Salford tomorrow because all over the pitch, I think, we, we've got the ability to dominate games. It's just up front, we just look a little bit weak. Mm. And that's we do, we do always, like I say, we do always create chances. And, you know, most most weeks you're looking at, on average, about 20 shots. But then majority of the time it's six or seven on target. And, yeah, you know, what one, one or two going in. So we probably do miss that clinical finish. Obviously, Reese Oates has been out injured as well. So hopefully he's coming back. He can start picking up some of these chances and putting it back at net. But we, we do miss that sort of standout number nine. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think I think both teams have got the ability to play some really good football. And I think if I was looking if I was looking at the fixture list tomorrow, I think Mansfield Salford's probably the most one that you'd probably look at and go, that's two good teams playing football. If you're into League Two football, that is. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Although I have got a question for you. Yeah. And um, and this makes sense shortly. So last season your shirts were made by Castor, that's right. Uh yes. Yeah. Did did you by any chance happen to pick one up or did you refrain from buying one? I did I didn't get any any merchandise at all last year. I have this year. Um but no, I haven't. So go on. What 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 was that where's that leading? So this is leading to, so the fact is you signed a multi-year deal with Castor uh, last season and then obviously you've broke contract to oh, come okay. out of it, sign with Adidas. Now, we have got Castor the first season this year and to say it's been shit is probably an understatement. You will see tomorrow, honestly, it's so embarrassing, you will see tomorrow that like we've got sponsors peeling off players' shirts. and oh, Honestly, mate, it is just shit and I just wondered if if your fan base had the same opinion of Castor of what our fan base has got. Well, it's funny because on the, on the kind of the unofficial WhatsApp group that like about, I don't know, about 100, 100 fans, uh, uh, Salford fans are in, that there's an awful lot of talk about, you know, picking up this bit of shirt and we've got this, this new green jacket that they always come out um, before they kind of warm up and stuff. But there wasn't, um, there's, there's so many other, so many other issues at the club, uh, especially last season. You know, we didn't get up, we got to the playoff semi-final. That the fact that we were in that multi-year deal that got broken. I know we changed sponsors, but I, I wasn't aware until you told me that that we'd, we'd broken a contract. Um, so it seems to have escaped the, the, the majority of the fan base's attention at Salford. I think. Yeah, I mean, if if you ever do hear anything of why you did or any issues, just yeah. to drop us a message. It, it'd be interesting to know. Yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm quite looking forward to the game tomorrow. Um, do you do many away games with Salford, or is it just home games you can get to? Oh no, I've, um, because because the I'll give the class of '92 um, a bit of a thumbs up here because 
they do heavily subsidise um, away travel. So we 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 probably famously because we've we've cut, we shot through non-league. We don't have a massive fan base. We don't have a big away following, but they do subsidise. So I went to um, Peterborough on the coach return. So it's what three hours each way for a tenner. So I, I think that's brilliant. I don't know what it costs um, other clubs, but. Um, the the actual ownership do try to incentivise um, away travel as much as possible. So I've been to a lot. Morecambe did all pre-season, all the games in pre-season. I'm not going to Gillingham because that's about four or five hours each way. I just can't, I can't do, my back can't take that. But yeah, I go a lot um, and, and, I've, and I've been more this season than I've ever been to away games. Otherwise, it's just the I follow stream, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously being an outsider. That's that's a cracking incentive for your lot. Yeah. Um, so why do you think you've not got a growing fan base? Do you think it's because you've got the likes of City and United nearby that people are more interested in that? Or yeah, because they are, you know, they, they've the, there's like there's the grandfather passes it on to the father who passes it on to the son who passes it on to the next generation. You know, like my dad's yeah. an Oldham fan. He brought me up as an Oldham fan, but because I don't live in that area anymore, um, I follow a different team. So we've experimented like some other teams have done. I know Stockport County did it um, maybe a few decades ago, Friday night football. We're doing that quite a bit because... Um, there's a lot of, although I'm not a United fan, I don't like Man United at all, um, but a lot of um, United fans do have Salford City as their second club. So uh, because it's so cheap to get in, what um, on a season ticket, you could probably get in for, I don't know, about £11 a game that um, you can go Friday night to a Salford game and still catch United on, on the Saturday. So they're, they're trying to do all they can. Um, they've got a few things wrong, Um you know, in terms of the recruitment and things like that. And they've sacked too many managers of Salford in the last few years. But I think it's heading in the right direction. Um, but we're just not a very consistent team. We weren't last year and we're not this year. So um, I can't tell you what you're going to face. I can tell you formation-wise what you're going to face, but I can't tell you what level of performance we're going to give. It's just, it's just it's just unpredictable. Yeah, I'm, yeah it's, it's one of them, isn't it? Like, I think for me, like getting the bigger games out of the way, the ones for me that I was worried about was Harrogate and Salford because we just never freaking win. But um, I fancy it's tomorrow. So before we go off, um, thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate Pleasure. it. Thanks. Um, what do you think the score's going to be tomorrow? <laughs> um, if we get three in the first half, we'll win. If we get if we get any less than three in the first half, we'll probably only draw. I'll say two two. Two two, magic. Richard, what do you think the score's gonna be? Um I will go with one all. Um I am going to go one nil Mansfield, Will Swan. Because he's got to get a goal at some point. So. Christ, you've started drinking early, haven't you? Yeah, well, I, I'm not going to lie, mate. I am probably off cut right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there we go. So yeah, Salford tomorrow. I'd like to thank uh, One Up Front podcast for coming on and congratulations on your 50th episode, mate. Cheers. Thanks for joining thank us. Um, and cheers for coming on, Rich. So this has been no a short, sweet Amber and Blue Salford preview. And we'll see you next week for the old shebang. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.